Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, thank you, Katie. Welcome, everyone, to Standing on My Soapbox, coming at you live from California for the first time by both parties. I'm your host, Scott Fullerton, and just a little bit, we'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. It is Wednesday, May 29, 2019. We hope you all give us a call. We had some great callers yesterday, so uh, let us know what's on your mind, 347-989-0126. We'll be taking your calls for the next hour. So give us a call, and with that, let's step up on the soapbox and get talking. Mr. Craig Hurley, how the heck are you? Good. How are you, sir? I am doing pretty darn well. I have my first full day here in Palm Springs. I'm getting acclimated. The resort has all the free iced tea and lemonade you can drink, and I'm doing good. I'm a happy camper. I'm hydrated. Yeah. How was it? How is it? How's the weather? In sunny weather is amazing. It's going to get to be ninety yep. something today, but it's very sunny with a couple of clouds said. floating by. But it's gorgeous out, and yeah. I've been so busy today. I haven't been able to go by the pool except for breakfast time. All the cities near the border right now. We've got two. Look, we're starting off with the weather. I probably shouldn't do that. Maybe we should start out with something more exciting, um, uh, so that we. Don't bore our audience for the first half hour like we did a couple of shows ago. There you go. We, but, we should uh, end with the weather every it, day so they can have their reports well, where they're going. The weather's, weather's actually been pretty exciting lately. So um, there's a whole bunch of towns. If you're a storm chaser, for sure. Mississippi Valley. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, um, this has been the 13th consecutive severe weather day in the United States. Um, that it has happened before, um, but uh, uh, actually it happened uh, a couple of times during our industrial age and all, also during our Dust Bowl ages, um, both times where we caused it. <laughs> Once again, we're causing it. Uh, so um, the, uh, the severity of the storms has, has absolutely increased. And uh, the amount of tornadoes, we're averaging 27.5 tornadoes um, per, per day. So uh, that's, um, that's pretty extreme. That's, you know, it, like I said, it has happened before. And it's only happened before because we caused it. Like, we caused the Dust Bowl. We plowed up all of this land that shouldn't have been plowed up, and it got no water. And then all of a sudden, right. we had, you know, basically, a, a, what are those called? Haboob, we had these these freaking dust storms that just came all the way across the United States. It got all the way to Washington D.C. All that dust during the during the Dust Bowl. Yeah, I was Capital reading that. It's like with it's not like we're getting. I mean, it's weird to have these these consecutive days of them. But they said it's not weird yeah, that we're no, having all these they've happened before. storms. The, the weird thing before, is, it right. used to be eight to ten in a cluster. And now it's like. 15 to 30 in a cluster yeah. that comes through. We're looking at 13. So that's, we're I guess, is a weird days. thing. 
it's not yeah. it's it's not weird it's what i what i actually expect and what i've been preaching as far as weather forecasting is concerned because that's all it really is you know i'm i'm a preacher who you know happens to be uh, uh one with the weather gods and you know i've been doing this since i was a kid i didn't need to look at a computer to to be able to do that um so it's about atmosphere and it's about the changes that are happening and just right around you. Um, so, and it's just about being aware of it. But as far as, you know, all these people are really freaking out, all these weather forecasters, there's so many things right. like uh, uh, the, uh, you know, make sure you have some sports equipment wherever you live, whatever your sports equipment is like, you know, a football helmet or even if it's signed by somebody, <laughs> you got a, got a Green Bay Packer, Brett Favre, signed helmet and uh you know crack that thing out of its case if you've got a tornado heading towards you crack it out of its case and put it on it sounds dumb but a lot of people are surviving these these severe weather events um by actually wearing you know knee pads and and elbow pads and they've got this thing called a turtle back for um mountain bikers and for motorcyclists that is protects your entire spine so you can be thrown around, you can be thrown on the ground, and you're fine as long as you're wearing all of these things. If you've got a motorcycle helmet, throw it on if you're in the middle of one of these storms. Because you don't know. You, you may have a two-by-four that's flying through the air and it's going to smack you upside the head. So, you know, you, you're very well protected if, if you're wearing some protection. So that's what right, exactly. a lot of people are saying. A lot of weather forecasters are like, throw on your sports equipment. <laughs> and I think it's a good idea. I mean, I'm laughing at it, but I think it's a really good idea. I don't, however, uh, yeah. Like well, you know, mom, um, I gave I gave mom a call after the show yesterday. Yeah, you guys are getting hit on her. She was hit hard. She was down in the basement, I guess, for yeah. like three or four hours because she was a little scared. Um, yeah. So she went down in the basement for three or four hours because things were just tearing through Northeast Ohio there during our show. Yeah. And like I said, I called her afterwards to check on her to see how she was. And she said that they uh, were all hunkered down in the basement. She called, talked to a couple yeah. of her neighbor friends, and they went down in theirs. But she come up. She went up while I was talking to her to check on things, and it was another one of those rivers of water going down our front street there, the street right in front of our house. Wow. Uh, she said wow. it was under about three inches of water going down the street, and it was just it poured off of our roof. Our gutters couldn't keep up for it, and we just cleaned them the other day. But our gutters right. couldn't keep up with it, so it was pouring off the edges of it, and it actually made our basement wet in two corners, which wow. we're not happy about. So you got seepage, really you got seepage as well. Yeah. yeah. So and then the same well thing is happening storms. today. They've already had one big storm go through. It wasn't as bad as yesterday. It was only five or ten minutes. But she's but they're bracing for more this afternoon. So it's not over. Not over by a long shot. She, no, she's doing there's okay. a, it, it actually, no, we've got about another day of this. Um, tomorrow morning, your area should get hit again, uh, along with Chicago. Um, and, uh, and that whole, that whole, uh, like, uh, through Pennsylvania. And Pennsylvania is currently getting walloped. Um, and there's, there's storms that are, that are training. Uh, they're going across states. And there's some pretty, there's already uh, baseball size hail reported. And, uh, and so with, 
with baseball size hail, what that means is that there's a whole bunch of precipitation really, really, really high up. Like we're talking 60,000 feet. Like those cloud tops right. have to get way up there, past the area where there's actually oxygen in our atmosphere. Like we don't fly there because there's no oxygen there. We can't continue to fly past like 50,000 feet unless you're in something supersonic and something that's built for space. Um, but I'm talking about just your regular commercial airliner. Can't fly above like 50,000 feet. And it's because there's nowhere to, there's no oxygen there to support any fuel. There's no oxygen to, to ignite anything. So you can't fly. So the, the, that's the area where cloud tops don't normally get to, and they have been lately. In order to cause baseball-sized hail, all, that, all those particles that are just water or vapor uh, all get frozen together way, way, way up high, and at winds that are upwards of uh, 200 miles an hour. And those are usually big, really big tornadoes that are occurring nearby. So you really have to watch yourself when you're getting, when you're getting that type of situation in, in a, uh, in a, um, whatchamacallit, in, a, in any thunderstorm and that could easily turn into a tornado or is already a tornado somewhere around you. So put on your helmet. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, great. And that, we ended up talking about the, the weather for the first time. They're trying to get the free roof estimates so they can get you a free new roof for the hailstorm. <laughs> well, that hail's coming. Um, yeah, and and these severe. Actually, we're gonna lay off for about the next three days all across the United States. It should get really warm. I'm gonna try to finish up the weather real quick, um, and uh, and not talk about it again for the rest of the show. Um, but the uh, we're gonna get really warm over the next three days down where you're at. Uh, it's going to get hot anywhere near the border of Mexico, any of the cities, including like Phoenix, you're going to get upwards of 100 and um, and then down south, uh, southeast, uh, you're going to get pretty hot, too. Um, we've got these high pressure systems setting in and the low pressure systems that are currently causing all of the problems are getting like pushed out quickly. And the high pressure is going to bring in very few storms and very, I mean, very, very temperate days. So, you know, you're going to see places like Denver having 70 degrees when they haven't had 70 degrees in a little bit. So, um, you know, they just, they're currently getting snow and they're going to have 70 degrees tomorrow. Uh, the, um, um, this is climate change. This is the severity of what we've done. We really have to stop trash in this place. This is the only rock that we can live on. Even though they're trying to go to other places, NASA's trying to go to the moon, we, this still is the only rock that we can live on out here in space. Right. So uh, we really do have to take care of it. And uh, it's showing that, you know, it's not going to put up with a lot of what we're doing. It's going to just destroy areas, clean up areas all by itself. <laughs> here, I'm going to level this area because you guys are <laughs> pumping too much, you know, too much uh, natural gas out of it. I'm going to level this you area. complain about global warming? We'll throw a little ice age in yep. you just for yeah. good measure for a while. Go. What the yeah. heck? No, the ice age <laughs> is weird because, because that's it. we've got to go through major drought first before it slips into an ice age, and that's what's really happening. Buddy, I'm There's in areas California. We're all about the, the, the drought here. The drought. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you just have wildfires. So, And we've got massive flooding over in, in Mississippi, uh, Mississippi Valley right now, the entire thing. It's just massive flooding. It's it's the worst flooding that we've seen in I don't even know fifty years. 
So, right. you know, 100 years maybe. I mean, it's really, really, really bad this time. And, you know, we got all the way over to Nebraska that's just getting pummeled. So by all of these same storms over and over again, you know, in consecutive days, and we we really should be paying attention and we really should be fixing fixing that, you know, floodwater relocation program. I said this before, it's not going to help out much for flooding. It will help with cleanup of flooding because you'll be able to make right. those waters disappear quickly or quicker. Um, and but it, it's not going to help out for flooding because obviously, you know, nature dumps whatever it wants to on top of us, 400 million gallons all at once. So, you know, it's, it's hard for us to keep up where we are human um, and really dumb most of the time, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, including myself. I do some dumb shit sometimes, man. And, uh, and, you know, I, you know, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to find solutions and in order to, you know, find solutions to problems, you you have to do some dumb shit. You got to go through some some you know trials in order to actually get. There you to go. A point. Homo sapiens, yeah. Homo ignoramuses, same difference. Yeah, yeah. We gotta. We just gotta keep you know going forward progressively. So, and I'm not talking Democrat. I'm just talking progressively as a human. So, and that's, that's what I'm trying to do. transition to get into politics. We got huge politics news today. Yeah, so Mueller. We probably Mueller jump into that for a second. Yeah, it's Mueller, Mueller time. Yeah. No, he resigned. It's, and you know what? It's okay. It's it's good because all he was supposed to do was was do the report, and then and he all he did was was say what the facts are on this, and it does look like there's obstruction. It does look like there's obstruction, but he um, is not. He's not supposed to charge him. He's, that's not what his job is. Well, that's what he said. He said Congress he can't. Is. He said that he, yeah, said no, he that's is not. legally not allowed to. In his opinion, no, he's not he allowed was legally to. not allowed to indict a president no matter what. Correct. He's not, no, he's not. not he, was in, he was not legally obligated to do that. And he really did Correct. turn over to Congress. So actually everything they said was true. All the pundits Yeah, no, that's right. Congress's job. That's that's right. Congress's job. And the response has been that Booker and Harris both – have stepped in and said, okay, um, yeah, we're uh, starting impeachment proceedings. So that has yeah, I think, been. I think it's going to switch over now. I think this is a tipping point for it today because he's not going to yeah. he's not going to go before Congress, which is what Congress wants. But he says, look, everything that you want to know is in the report. Is right I'm there. I'm not going to say anything yep. else that's not publicly in the report. So you can call me in. But I can't say anything different. It's not my job to say anything other than what's in the report. That was my job. Correct. And he's not Correct. trying to be obstructive. He hasn't been told by anyone not to appear. He has taken upon himself to say, hey, dudes, I can't tell you anymore, and I'm not going to tell you anymore, so I'm not going to come. It's in the report. Everything's in right. the book. Read the book. Right. <laughs> Read the report. I, I didn't, you know, I wasn't saying, I was, I was saying to 45, if, you know, if he's listening, please quit. I wasn't saying Mueller, but I think that was all the way uh, that that was always part of his plan. Is okay. Look, I'm right. just gonna do this, and and you know, you guys, here's the information, and then I'm out because it's it's there's too much of this accusing different people of treason and all this crap. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just gonna quit before you guys, you know, can do any of that, uh, and and actually got away with it. So, um, right. you know, it's, it's like here, you know, I, I quit and there's a report. <laughs> you got the report now and that's what I found and that's it. 
pretty easy. Right. I think it's going to make them very hard not to do impeachment. I mean, I think it's been growing all yeah. along. It's not going to happen. The Senate's not going to vote for it. Um, but they can at least drop the charges for him, I think. I think they'll drop the charges. And I don't think it's anything they can do. It's going to be probably political bad for us, unfortunately, because I think it will hurt us in the election. And he may get – I just hope it won't. It's a possibility they can. We're really rolling the dice doing it. But Dude, it's what I don't we, know. What people have been saying is it, what's what we have to do for our democracy if someone did something wrong with that, we can't sweep it for political purposes. Yeah, it's Congress's job regardless of, of the, the – regardless of 2020. Don't even worry about 2020. Right. It, it, it's, it's Congress's job to at least investigate um, what any of the lies, which we've got, I don't know, 10,000 lies or something over, over the past frickin two right. years um and 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 to invest investigate any wrongdoings so that's that's what they're supposed to do and um hopefully they do their jobs forget 2020 i i think what you're gonna what you're gonna need is somebody like like Buttigieg, um who is climbing in the polls and in popularity um which i'm i'm impressed by you for having him on your left to straight show. Um, I think that's, uh, that was really cool. Are you there, dude? Yeah, I'm listening. I agree. Oh. No, he's my, he's my <clears throat> no, candidate was... right now. I, I would love to see, um, personally, my ideal would be him and Kamala Harris, maybe Kamala as president and him as vice president. I would love that because I think he could season him a little bit more, even though he's ready now. But I think either one of either of those on the top of the ticket, I would love to see either Kamala or Buttigieg. He, like, um, he goes either he goes, place. He goes. I would I would gladly debate a man who was preparing for the seventh season of uh, Celebrity Apprentice when I was preparing <laughs> my when I was preparing my bags for Afghanistan. So exactly. he, dude, he's he. I, I think he actually is listening. He 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 needs somebody that has some balls that is going to stand up and say, uh, "Listen, old man, cadet bone spurs," and and really confront him on this. Right. And you know, you need somebody that's going to not let. Like, I can't even imagine him circling like he did Clinton. Can't even imagine him circling Buttigieg during a debate. Dude, Buttigieg oh might God, just you know no. drop even. him. I mean, I, <laughs> I just, you know, it may, it may get like, you know, he feels really threatened and he may just, right. just kick him in the face. Did I just swear? I've been trying so hard not to swear. Uh, I really I think that Biden is probably the most electable, button. but like I said, my dream ticket would be Kamala yeah, Harris and Pete Yeah, Buttigieg. but Buttigieg that's my, that's my is, is no, he's, he's catching up quick because of the things that he's saying and because of the, his right. actions of his past. So, you know, he's, he's pretty legit as far as wanting to be in support of the community and the, the difference that he's made in different parts of Indiana. And Indiana is a bass-ackward state, man. They're, they're really bad. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, they, you know, they grew something like Pence. So, 
you know, it's like, um, but he has really changed that. I mean, they are becoming a, a more progressive state. They are becoming a more, you know, um, uh, moving forward state because they need to. We live in 2019, guys. We don't live in the 1950s. You right. know, corruption, like Chris, like Chris, our caller yesterday was saying, he just goes after corruption. And that's what I've been all about, too. I wrote Daylight Sucks about that. It's all about, you know, going after douchebags. Doesn't doesn't matter what your what your corruption, what your what level of corruption you're at. So you're still corrupt. And, you know, that, right. that level of douchebaggery needs to just go away. Be better if the DNA wasn't even here. So you, that's why he went after the police departments that were corrupt. Not all police departments are corrupt. So there's a whole bunch of them that are really Yeah, no, I was, uh, I, was, I was impressed with Chris yesterday. And uh, definitely, like you said, you need, people, you need social warriors like that, people that are out there for the good of the country and not for the good of themselves to do anything just to make a point and to help the country move along. That's what we need to have out there. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So well, what else has been cool. going on, dude? Uh, let's see here. What's been going on with your, with your intern shows? Um, intern shows going really good. I had, we had a great um, reaction to Ashley's show, the Q last week. Um, she's a big superhero nerd like me. And they kind of, uh, discussed all the superhero shows from a woman's point of view and Captain Marvel and things like that. And talked about, uh, this new, um, new, uh, movies coming out that, uh, Oh shoot! What's it called? I have to look it up. I'll look it up here in a second here. But it's a first-time directorial debut by this great um, actress, and I'm just blanking on all of it right now. Booksmarts is the name of the movie. It's called Booksmarts, and Olivia yeah, Wilde. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about that. Oh, okay. It, and it's getting huge yeah, I know buzz. Yeah, this is her she's directorial a really good debut. Actor. She's nice. a really good actress, and she's, I guess, a really yeah. good director from everything here. And it's a uh, it's getting ready to debut now, and it's got a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, hundred percent good on Rotten Tomatoes, nice. which is unheard of by a lot of things. So uh, they they reviewed that Pale movie. So they're doing really Garbage good. Pale Kids is pretty close to one hundred percent. That's true. Hundred percent good on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Warlock oh. is. The movie that I did, uh, horror film Warlock, the Armageddon. Um, <laughs> I don't know where it's at. You were in a movie called Warlock? That sounds like a horror movie. Yeah. What was that all about? Yeah, no, that was Julian Sands. You didn't know that, John? Oh, okay. Julian Sands played Warlock. I didn't know that one. I was in Warlock, Warlock the Armageddon. I was in the number two or number <laughs> three. I'm not sure which even. Anthony Hickox directed it. Nice. We definitely got, got a lot of pop Julian culture Sands to go to. We'll go that in the second half hour here. We got a couple of minutes left before we go to break. But there's a lot of stuff coming on in pop culture. Um, in the news right now, though, I couldn't find anything that was super interesting there. I was scrolling through everything. Like I said, the Mueller thing was taking up most of the oxygen in the room on all of the uh, sites that I look at. Even the Fox people are kind of saying, well, this is going to change a little bit for Trump, even though he's saying he's exonerated. Um, other than that, not too much happening uh, that interested me in the world. There's a lot of pop culture stuff. Let's go ahead. It's only 23 after, but let's take our first break now, and then we'll jump into pop culture for the second half here, unless there's anything newsworthy you want to go over before we jump to break. Mm, There's a flash flooding watch in Puerto Rico. 
that still is a, a American territory, guys. So there's a flash flooding watch and warning, actually, which means it is happening. That's great. An area that was just pummeled and didn't receive enough, pummeled by a hurricane and didn't receive enough monies from federal government in order to sustain or even get proper health care to any water, electricity. Dude, for months and months and months and months on end. And I'm still hearing complaints, of, uh, not complaints, but I'm still hearing people that I know that live there and people that I know that are from there um, are saying that their relatives are still having a very hard time. That there's still people dying from different ailments because of the original, because of Maria, because of the original hurricane that hit them a couple of years ago. Remember when 45 was throwing uh, paper towels to them? Remember? Yeah, well, there's a flash flooding warning and watch in Puerto Rico currently throughout the well, entire state. Well, we just talked about it yesterday. They've, they've, we've had the last two weeks they've tried to passed the Debt Relief Act, and Congress can't get it done. A Republican, one lone Republican holds up the vote uh, two times now, one last week and one this week. So they're not getting the rest of the aid where the president said we're giving way too much aid to them. We've actually given $13 million, I think, maybe $13 billion. I don't know if it's B or M, but uh, they need about 100 M or B, whichever it happens to be, and we've only got 13 so far. So we have this huge aid, aid package that's supposed to go to both Puerto Rico and Florida and Texas for last year's disasters. It has not been approved yet for the final funding on it. It's been held up for two weeks now by a single representative. I don't understand how they do that. But that's one of the rules that one person can say, yeah, don't want to don't let you vote on that yet. And they can stop the entire vote from happening. So it's it's not good news right now for Puerto Rico or for anyone that was hit with storm damage a year ago over a year ago yeah there shouldn't be any there shouldn't be any hesitation in disaster relief for that was any the one bipartisan the thing we can always get States. done but we've got so or polarized territory. with this presidency for the last two years yeah that we can't even get a disaster bill through yeah there's something uh, else that's how bad things have gotten yeah it can't help people something else all right, 27 minutes after, Brian Justin Crum and friends with Rise. Hopefully it will get our mood up a little bit. Give us a call on the second half of the hour here, guys, 347-989-0126. We'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. Listen to Craig and Scott standing on our soapbox right here on Left of Straight Radio Network. I won't justify Oh, you will see me thrive. Can write my
go we will live to rise okay again. at Guys, the end call see the end helps yeah, at the, the first end, part's a little you're soft, right, right? It, it, it is uplifting but no the first part it's like what how is that uplifting <laughs> just acapella acapella slow acapella always sounds a lot putting but it it gets there in the end so i'm happy so guys rise the occasion give us a call here and stand on my soapbox with craig and i 347-989-0126 we're here for about another 25 minutes or so uh, lots of stuff in pop culture, <laughs> I'm looking, like you said. I'm looking at no, I'm looking at my notes, and I'm like, we're gonna try to start off on an uplifting note. I'm like, last month, a man in a wheelchair outside of the White House set himself on fire, and it wasn't highly reported. I read recorded. that story, but I didn't have that in my notes. Talk to me about that. What yeah, happened? Yeah, dude. I I still don't know. Uh, I don't know his name, um, and because it, it wasn't reported. And it was a man in a wheelchair or an electric scooter type wheelchair, an old man, um, right. set his jacket on fire. And Secret Service put him out and took him away. Nobody, and that was it. You know, nobody, there was no big, like, any, there was no, 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 no like, I mean, there wasn't even media coverage on it. So it was very strange. Right. Um, no, I saw the headline know, that, today, actually, scrolling through. I just didn't click on that no, one. That was last month. The stuff I was clicking on. Wow. I did, I did so, yeah, that's an uplifting. That, no that's an, that's an uplifting that's, note. Our, that's Somebody our set themselves back on the fire I love it. in front of the White House. <laughs> wow. Let's go back I, I, to what we're talking about You don't need to go to that extreme. I know, really, right? Um, no. Yesterday we were talking about all of the troubles they're having on Mount Everest and because of being overcrowded right. and it's becoming right. uh, a trendy thing to do. Well, believe yeah, it or not, up. Mandy Moore just posted about that. Mandy Moore and her friends <laughs> went to hike okay. Mount Everest's base camp. Um, so yeah, we have these an are people that I don't love. know how to hike. What the us. hell is Mandy Moore? What is Mandy Moore doing? These are, she doesn't know how to hike. Even if she does, what the hell is she doing? Dude, it's so dumb. It's I think it's, you know what I honestly think? I mean, and it's horrible to think this way, but it's like the girl got a little bit of too much money for this. This is us, which is a fantastic show. I'm sure they're paying a, a lot in the third season now, but she right. decided to get this guide, Melissa Reed, who was like the first American woman to ascend and descend Everest without oxygen. And right. said, I'm going to hire this woman because I have more money than God this season. And I, she only wants to go to base camp. She doesn't want to go to the top, thank goodness. But she went to the base. But she had to hike to the base camp. Talking about your trendy thing you were talking about yesterday, where it's just become the hip hop yeah. thing to do, and now it's overcrowded. And Mandy Moore yep. is contributing to that. I thought that yeah, was kind of Yeah, contributing to the problem of the traffic jam that's up there on Mount Everest. Yeah, it's a little nuts. Um, uh, they issued 381 pa- or permits in order to climb. Uh, in like a two or three day period of time, that's insane. And all these people were, were all up there at the same time. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. And it's only because they wow. don't have any snow. It's uh, it's you know a, a time when you know we're de- we're experiencing extreme climate and extreme weather in different areas. And part of that is they don't have any snow, so people are easily climbing to the top. It's not like it's a hard thing to do when there's no snow. There's a dirt path all the way up to the top. 
Dude, I want to get my chubby ass to the top of Runyon Canyon while I'm in L.A. I don't never want to, I'll never make efforts. If I can get Runyon, <laughs> Runyon Canyon in L.A., I'll be a happy camper. I've gone to the top of Runyon. Have you? Yeah, you it's can. a very hip happening thing to do here in L.A. That's where all the where all the cool kids go. If I want to head up there sometime while I'm in town, but I'm just hoping I can get my little chubby ass up to the top. Oh, it'll be no problem. They have fire roads and all sorts of stuff. Go, it just you can go up Laurel Canyon too. You can go to the top and climb to the top of to Mulholland. There's all f- sorts of fire roads and there's all sorts of pathways. You do have to look out for bicyclists because they jam through there. But that's about yeah, it. Yeah, I drive that every year when I go to LA. That's gonna be it's my yearly trek. I do. I used to do it when I was a kid because I'm fascinated by nice homes and everything up there. And so my yearly trek includes going to Lucille Ball's house and going through that neighborhood and then going up Laurel Canyon to see the valley side, driving up from the L.A. side up uh, Hollywood Hills then looking out, picking Laurel Canyon and Mulholland up to the top and looking out over Burbank and uh, Encino and all the hills over there. That's a kind of a fun ride, but you're right. You got to look out for bicyclists and hikers and joggers and all that other stuff because the roads are not that wide. A little scary. No. No, and pedestrians and bicyclists and motorcyclists automatically have the right-of-way because right. they are smaller vehicles or not even vehicles on the road. You know, they automatically have the right-of-way, so you have to stop for them. But it is a beautiful sight unless you're in the smog that you guys were in a couple of weeks ago. But <laughs> the smog is not It was nasty. No, there's still going to be some – there's still going to be some June gloom coming up here because right after – look, I'm going back into the weather – Right after uh, these two high-pressure systems move out, we've got two low-pressure systems that are very powerful that are moving in together. And uh, one is uh, hitting the south-southwest, and the other one is north-northwest. And and they're going to push these high-pressure systems out really quickly. So we only got like a three-day break here, three or four-day maybe. I- I'm thinking by Sunday we've already we're already going to be into more severe weather across everywhere, across you know, starting with um, uh, down in um, uh, Arizona and places like that. It's going to, everything's going to start lighting up again. And including, you know, the planes. And currently the planes are just a nightmare. Dude, there's tornado warnings all over the place. There's tornado warnings currently from Missouri, uh, Oklahoma, Texas, Oklahoma, Missouri, up through Pennsylvania, dude, up through your area. Right. Yeah, no, it's it's not stopping. It's going to be. Uh, I don't even know what what is the the season for that. It goes from early mid mid May to well, what August or how late does it go? Normally, that's all changed. That's all changed. It's not going to be that way anymore. We we over the past five years have seen a major hurricane or tropical storm form before the storm systems are supposed to be here. And, you know, spring's always uh, tumultuous or, or, or active, um, uh, always. You know, it, it, very few times in the United States have we had a spring time, those couple of months in there that, that haven't been active. But as far as how active, uh, that's the problem and how severe. I mean, we've got some areas that are just torn up, dude. People are dying. People are getting thrown around. A whole bunch of people injured. There's a lot more people injured than there are dying. Um, but right, they're severely right. injured. There's a whole bunch of critical injuries, and it's not it's not good, man. 
So people got to literally, you know, watch out because it's happening currently. Um, and like I said, we, I think we got like a three-day break coming up here for everybody, except it's going to be a little warm. It's going to be warm in areas that we don't normally, we're not, you know, that warm, uh, like Montana. Dude, they just snowed a couple days ago, or maybe even today. <laughs> and now they're going to experience 85 degrees in the next three days. So, and clear wow. skies. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, it's a little well, June first is almost upon us, so hopefully it'll summer yeah. everywhere around things, just not get a little crazy away. But we should start expecting this. The weather way the weather should be is starting to get into the 70s, 80s, and everything on, by June first. I would hope. Tornadoes. There isn't a season for tornadoes because we've gotten a hit in the United States since we document since we've documented um, weather events. Um, we've gotten a hit with a tornado every month. Uh, in a different place in the United States, so uh, for for the for the whole time, so it's it's a year long thing for the United States. It's it's not just a, a, a couple of months here and there. Um, it's always been, as far as tornadoes and, and thunderstorms are concerned, it's always been a um, a year long thing. Um, just because, you know, and especially currently, we've got so many low pressure systems that are just coming in together. Like I just said, we have two that are sitting off the coast waiting to just jam in here and they're going to cause a bunch of rain for you in Palm Springs. Um, you know, Southern California is going to get a bunch of rain and, uh, after the next three days. So like next, like I said, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, that type, there's a bunch of rain. And actually, Northern Cal right now is getting hit a little bit, and Nevada is getting hit a little bit, Northern Nevada. But that's not because of those low-pressure systems. That's remnants of gotcha. the, the stuff that we're just dealing with. Uh, let's go off weather. Let's go to Uber. Have you guys – I mean, you never did Uber in Chicago, did you? You always drove. Yeah. You ever drive? No, I, I like driving, um, but, uh, but, yeah, we've taken Uber in the past for multiple things. Absolutely. I've only done it when I've been out here to visit L.A. because it's so crowded in downtown L.A. It's easier to get these because they know the side streets. I haven't been here, lived here in 15, 17 years, so I don't remember the cool places to go to, to avoid traffic. So I, whenever I visit back in L.A., I take the Ubers just because they know the best ways to get around town. But, and I never really paid attention to the rating thing, but I guess there is this rating where you, the Uber can rate their their passengers and the passengers can rate the Uber drivers. And it was kind right. of just a thing that people did, but now it's actually affecting it. Uh, Uber said today that they're going to start banning riders with low ratings. It'll make a significant wow. change to the, to the prior policies. Yeah, they said anyone that has a significantly below an average rating, and I don't know what it means, but if they don't heed the company's advice on how to bring up their scores, they will be dropped from the platform. So I don't know what my well, feelings are on this. I think it's behavior... a good thing what they're trying to do but there's a lot right. of shady people that get if you're late for your appointment they'll blame the uber driver and give them a lousy rating because they're late so i don't know how i feel 100 percent on it but what are your thoughts on that um yeah well that's what i was saying uh it, it, it conducting yourself uh better while you're a passenger might be you know a really cool thing um <laughs> Uh, the way people have been handling other people lately is just atrocious. So, and interacting with other people, it's, it's just, it's just rude. I, I've seen a lot of people being rude to one another instead of loving right. one another. 
and uh, that just needs to change, needs to stop. So, you know, start loving your neighbor like you're supposed to. Um, and, uh, and start appreciating the people that are around you and, and your own life. Start appreciate, appreciating what you've, what you've been given. Um, exactly. I, you know, uh, have been looking at that in my own life and, uh, gratitude is, uh, is a pretty big deal. Um, you know, for what you've had or what you all also have currently. Um, right. so, um, yeah, I don't know what I, what I was saying right before that. I was saying right before well, that. We're just talking I, about the gratitude, and like I said, Uber has that two-way rating system. And I you got to treat your Uber you. driver better, as a exactly. as a as a as a as a, as a rider. You know, you got you got to treat your Uber driver better, and you also, you know, um, they in return. I understand there's probably Uber drivers that are kind of little scary people to go into that don't really care. They're there to get some bucks, and they may. Uh, not pay too much attention to things and you got to watch for that side too. So I think a rating system is a good thing to do, but I just have trouble with a job based on a rating system when it can be so subjective. Like you said, if someone's not having a good day or not being a good passenger in general. The Orville and Black Mirror, the Orville, the TV show, the Orville on Fox. Right. um, And, uh, and um, the, and Black Mirror. Um, the TV show on, I think it's Netflix. Uh, uh, they both um, uh, have a, an episode about this type of thing where we get into an area in society where uh, our likes or our dislikes are what actually judge someone when it comes to, you know, a life in prison and stuff like that. So they really explore that pretty deeply, and uh, and it's it's pretty cool, uh, but not because we're talking about it right now as you know a problem. So, and and that's what I'm saying. It could become even more of a problem, right? Exactly. Well, let's trans- yeah. transition over to Uber since we since you brought up the Orville. We said yesterday we were walking off. The air that we needed to congratulate Scott Grimes and Adrian Palicki for yeah. the wedding. I couldn't remember Adrian's name. Yeah, Adrian Palicki. They they got married on like last week, dude. I, I don't. We didn't even. Yeah, that was Monday. like two weeks ago. Yeah. Right. So they got they got married a, a minute ago, and and I don't know why we didn't mention them or why I didn't mention it last week. I think kind of because I want to give them their privacy in a way. So, you know, I, I like they, they're off on their honeymoon and, you know, should, you know, I'm sure people are talking though. So. Well, they officially drawn but some I, wedding pictures. The pictures are gorgeous. They actually, I guess Ming yeah. Na was part of, was at the wedding. Ming Na Wen, who was part of uh, um, uh, the Avengers TV show, the uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And she was there. So like right. all my sci-fi Geekdom was coming together in one wedding. It's like, gosh, I wanted to be there. Nice, darn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Like everybody was like, this could be a Comic Con convention. At, at exactly. Sorry, Scott. But they got some beautiful. <laughs> yeah, they could have made a lot of money, dude. They should have. They should have let paparazzi in. They should have let paparazzi right. in, and they should have let people come in just just filter through and you know have them signing autographs and taking you know it's ten bucks a selfie that type of shit. Speaking of Comic Con, I think that's how Scott-a-con. they officially launched their Call relationship. They, they, 
they walked the black carpet together at last year's uh, San Diego Comic-Con. That was the first time they really came public with the relationship even. Nice. So Comic-Con figures nice. into all of that. Yeah, it does. Oh, they missed out on an opportunity to make a lot of money right there. <laughs> I didn't talk to them before they got married. I didn't even know it was happening. I did know that Scott was in Austin, Texas, because I've been talking to Scott lately. So right. um, I, I did know that he was in Austin, Texas. He just did not reveal to me why he was there. It was actually very gotcha. private from what I could tell. It was, it was very private, and, and there were um, there were still a lot of people there, but um, uh, it was a very private affair. It was like family and really close friends. So. Right. Evidently, I'm not a really close friend of Scott Crack. You're, you're, you're just a, a not mild friend me. there. You're not the really close, uh, <laughs> I'm fly you to Austin type friend. They have yeah, Orville money. No, they could have flown you no, there. Damn it. What's going on? Yeah, he does have Orville money. That's just true. And so does Adrian. What the hell? Yeah, no, no. Adrian yeah, was not actually, that well, that's Scott. why Ming Nao is because Adrian was on. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. for a couple of years, too. That's where I fell in love with her when she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. She did a really good yeah. character in that show as well before the Orville. So. Yeah. No, Adrian's have been around for a minute. She's been around, it's gardening she's been around day for at the years. Resort. You may be hearing gardening tools here. We have gardening day at the really? resort, it sounds like. I, th- I may go try to hide in the bathroom here for a second. Nice. Um, so yeah. we get to hear you live on air in the bathroom. That's, that's good to know. Yeah, that could be That's a little echoey. Scott, too. how many more minutes do we have here? <laughs> only, only fifteen, thank goodness. Uh, let's see, how Somebody echoey is it here? Call three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. While Scott is in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> just standing in it. Anything. Just standing in it. Oh, There's okay, nothing going on. <laughs> so that we don't hear the leaf blower. That's awesome. Hey, I was hoping that we that Katie would be in studio today because. Uh, one of the things I did see in pop culture that she would know more than you or I, but uh, I guess they had a um, Latin pop star passed away in an auto or a, I think was it auto accident, plane crash. Latin pop star Gabriel and I don't know how to pronounce his last name Denise D I N I Z, Denise Gabriel Denise died in a plane crash in Brazil. He was only 28 wow. years old. He was flying from uh, Salvador to his girlfriend's uh, for a birthday party there, and he was in a small plane, and they crashed in the town of Porto de Mato, Estancia, on the southern coast of Brazil. He was known for a 2016 hit, Paraguedas, and had released a new single, Jennifer, last fall. So I didn't know if Katie might have been in that circles or not, but... uh, Unfortunately, a lot of people in a plane crash. Yeah, I have no idea. Katie knows the number. I don't know if she's listening currently. Um, she's running around with a friend. So I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but she could call in and, and talk about this, but um, I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything about it. Got you all if we want to. Our Latino-speaking audience that listens in because of Katie, we thought we would uh, I would bring that to you. But we got just about six minutes left here, so I want to finish up on a really positive note. Um, I'm not a huge America's Got Talent watcher. I don't know if you watch it at all. But did you hear yeah. about this uh, Cody Lee that was on last night? No. We haven't Over watched night? currently. No. Okay. Yeah, I don't watch it either. But um, at I least I haven't, today, I haven't watched it. Got, it. 
it got viral last that. night or this the viral this week. I guess it was on this week. Uh, the guy's name is Cody Lee. He is a blind autistic um, 22-year-old man. Awesome. Um, his mom walked him onto the stage and kind of talked about it and brought him onto the stage. And then he proceeded to play the piano and sing. And uh, I'm just going to let you experience it for the first time and get your thoughts on this because I was blown away, as were the judges. But uh, this is Cody Lee, who appeared on America's Got Talent this week. And uh, tell me if this doesn't lift your heart up here. Welcome to America's Got Talent. What's your name? I'm Cody. Hi, Cody. I'm Cody. How old are you? Oh, so he's severely autistic. Yeah. I am 22 years old. Yeah. Nice. Who are you, miss? Who are you? Hi, Mom. Oh, I'm hi, Tina Lee. Hi, <laughs> Tina. How are you? What are you going to do here for us today? I'm going to sing a song for you on the piano. I love it. Tina, tell us a little bit about Cody. Cody is blind and autistic. Wow. We found out that he loved music really early on. He listens and his eyes just went huge. And he started singing. And that's when I just, I was in tears because that's when I realized, oh my gosh, he's an entertainer. So, Yeah, most autistic kids and young yeah. adults are, are artistic as well as autistic. She's walking yeah. over to the piano now. You have to keep Extremely talented individuals. I've been to so many places in my life and time. I saw a lot of songs. Can you believe this is the same kid? And I made some bad yeah. runs. I'm writing in my life and stay.
the judges just lost their sense. Yeah, they're cheering a little more. Yes! Is he still singing? Gabrielle Union is a new job. It's the toughest job I've ever had and the most rewarding job I've ever had. You just want to give your kids the moon, the stars, and the rainbow. And tonight, I'm going to give you something special. And she gave him the golden buzzer, which is the judge gets the golden buzzer to send someone straight through the live round. Nice. Wow, sounds like an airplane going through that crowd. You have got the golden buzzer from Gabrielle Union. You will be going all the way to the live shows in Hollywood. What's the dude's name? Hey, Scott. Who's that? What's the dude's, what's the dude's name? Cody, Cody what? K-O-D-I Lee. L-E-E. Nice. So you definitely need to look up the YouTube video for it. Um, it's trending everywhere right now. It'll bring a tear to your eye and just absolutely amazing because he does. He is. Uh, you can definitely, as you can tell from the beginning, he is autistic. Sounding. It takes him a while to answer everything. To put that right. kid on a piano, and it's magic, dude. I thought yeah. that'd be a good way, no, a good thing to go out on today. That's a lot of people that suffer from autism. Uh, they are extremely talented in some facet, and you really got to find that facet. Normally, with autism, it's you know completely socially inept. Like the social cues are, are missed. Have just absolutely missed. So um, they can't really function in society. But you find that one thing that they are really good at, and that's what, you know, they should concentrate on. Yep. Yeah, good stuff. And uh, so proud of him and his family, and that's kind of exciting thing. So uh, good for him. I'm sure there will be more viral videos coming since he's going through the finale. If that's his one song, I'm sure he's got quite a few others up his sleeve. So going to be kind of fun to see how that plays out on social media for the kids. So good on him. Yeah. Well, dude, no, I got a busy day really ahead cool. of me. I got a couple of pre-tape interviews right. for the show and I'm going to enjoy a little cool. bit of the sunshine and the pool here in beautiful Palm Springs. Anything exciting in your life this afternoon? Excellent. Um, no, yeah, I actually do have a busy afternoon, but I'm not allowed to disclose any of the information on air. So um, sorry about that. I can't tell you about the exciting events that are happening in my life um, because, yeah, there's there's a couple of really cool things that are happening later on this afternoon and, and this evening. So, um, but, yeah, I, mean, I I've been doing a lot of writing lately, so maybe that's a good thing, too. And I can't disclose what I'm writing about. <laughs> sorry. The life of an actor, the life of Hollywood. There you go. Get it all the yep. time on my other show. I have these great projects coming up that I can tell you nothing about until the studio says something first or someone says something first. So we know how it goes yep. by now. Yep. 
There you go. We got two more shows this week, guys. Give us a call Thursday and Friday, one o'clock Pacific, four o'clock Eastern for an hour. Next week we're gonna change up the times a bit. We'll announce that a little more the rest of the week here on Friday. Uh, but stay tuned. We got two more great hours of radio coming up next is the Randy Report. Our buddy Randy Slavacek out of uh Las Vegas giving uh, his weekly report on news and happenings. Uh, and then at six o'clock tonight, we have our newest show, Astro Kiki Radio, where pop culture and astrology mix with uh, host Kyle Thompson and uh, Samantha Davidson. So thanks for listening. Since we, uh, we're going to give a little, another shout out and thank you to uh, Scott Grimes for letting us share his song, Carrie. Congratulations on his wedding to Adrian Palicki. We'll play just a couple minutes of that, and it's 5 o'clock. It's the Randy Report. See everybody. Bye-bye. Peace. This is the next single off the record. So, Carrie. Be careful. If I I think you know it well enough to sing, I'm going to have you come up here and sing it for me. kind of girl does what she's gonna say like the friends she left behind how they gonna get away tell me honey living in the sun and I bet just begun I'm all right I'm all right came a little Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the Internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. In this week's headlines, Brazil's highest court says the South American country's anti-discrimination laws have to include LGBTQ protections. But... Kenya's high court ruled the African nation's anti-homosexuality laws aren't discriminatory. Texas Republicans passed their license to discriminate bill, and the new trailer for the upcoming Downton Abbey movie reveals a gay romance amid a royal visit. All that and more in this episode of The Randy Report.
Brazil's highest court has found the exclusion of sexual orientation and gender identity from the country's anti-discrimination laws to be unconstitutional. Yay for the good guys. Six judges on the 11-member Supreme Federal Court voted in favor of the ruling this past week. While the other five members have not yet voted on the issue, the majority secured the court's decision. A ruling will be issued once the remaining judges register their votes on June 5th. The decision comes as attacks on LGBTQ people have seen a sharp increase since the election of virulently anti-gay President Jair Bolsonaro. During the presidential election last year, Bolsonaro campaigned on a platform that was proudly homophobic. At the same time, reports of crimes against LGBTQ people have tripled. Bolsonaro, whose record as a lawmaker includes a long history of anti-gay votes, promised to erase pro-LGBTQ and pro-women's movement's progress during the campaign. He's famously declared he would prefer to have a dead son than a gay son. And the new president has also downplayed gay tourism in his own country. He told Caruso magazine in April, if you want to come here and have sex with a woman, go for your life. But he added that Brazil cannot be a country for gay tourism because we have families here. Although same-sex marriage was legalized in 2013 in Brazil, local news site Rio on Watch reports the country is the LGBT murder capital of the world. In 2016, 331 LGBTQ murders were recorded, which equaled one LGBTQ-related killing every 25 hours. The Rio Times reports in 2018 that Brazil had the highest number of transgender people murdered in the world. Since 2001, anti-LGBTQ discrimination bills have been proposed in the country's Congress, but have never been brought to a vote by lawmakers. Brazil's Senate is currently debating legislation that would punish hate crimes based on sexual orientation with a five-year prison sentence, but a carve-out for religious beliefs is being considered for the slow-moving bill. The inability of lawmakers to take meaningful action on the issue was, in part, what prompted Judge Louise Fox to cast the sixth and deciding vote this past week. Parliament doesn't act, said Fox during the hearing. There is no guarantee the bill will pass, and even if it does, it can be vetoed and homophobia will continue. The judiciary must act in defense of minorities against violence by the majority. While several states in Brazil have laws in place to protect LGBTQ discrimination, the new ruling by the Supreme Federal Court will be the first federal law to make LGBTQ discrimination a crime nationwide. And on the other side of the planet, Kenya's high court has upheld the African country's laws which criminalize homosexual behavior. LGBTQ activists had argued that the laws are discriminatory. They lead to increased harassment of the community and serve to discourage people from seeking HIV testing or treatment. The plaintiffs involved in the case also said that the laws violate the Kenyan constitution, which reads, the state shall not discriminate directly or indirectly against any person on any ground, including sex. The three-judge panel, however, ruled that British colonial-era laws 
are not discriminatory and told the packed courtroom of activists in Nairobi the petitioners had failed to provide, quote, credible evidence that the laws infringed on their rights. The three laws in question, sections 162A and C, sections 163 and sections 165 of the nation's penal code, make it a felony to have, quote, carnal knowledge of any person against the order of nature, or to commit gross indecency. The punishment for these crimes range from 5 to 21 years in prison. The carnal knowledge offense is generally used to relate to oral and anal intercourse. While the law could apply to people of any gender, it's primarily used to persecute gay men. The gross indecency section pertains specifically to sex acts between men. Of the more than 70 countries that outlaw homosexuality, nearly half are located in Africa. A report in 2014 found the government of Kenya prosecuted 595 cases of homosexuality between 2010 and 2014. Another report shows 534 people were arrested for same-sex relationships between 2013 and 2017. This week's ruling from Kenya comes as other countries like India and Trinidad and Tobago have recently decriminalized homosexuality. A new survey by independent pollster the Levada Center finds support for gay rights in Russia has quietly risen to a 14-year high. As I've often shared on the Randy Report, Russia's record on LGBTQ rights and protections has been dismal. But the new polling shows 47%, almost half, of those polled in Russia agree that gays and lesbians should enjoy the same rights as other citizens. Now that's only four points above the 43% of those polled who disagreed with that statement. But in 2013, only 39% of those polled supported equal rights for gays. That was the year Russia introduced its infamous gay propaganda law, which pretends to protect children from images that might normalize homosexuality in Russian culture. With the law in place, authorities began banning pride parades and similar forms of LGBTQ expression in public. Political analyst Alexei Makarkin told the RBC news site that the decline could be attributed to a decline in anti-LGBTQ representation on Russian TV in recent years. Still, ILGA Europe lists Russia as Europe's fourth least LGBTQ-friendly nation behind only Armenia, Turkey, and Azerbaijan. The Texas legislature revived anti-LGBTQ House Bill 3172 as Senate Bill 1978, and the legislation has now passed in both chambers. SB 1978 seeks to protect businesses and individuals from being penalized by city or government officials if they donate to or are affiliated with religious organizations that are known to discriminate against LGBTQ people. It was dubbed the Save Chick-fil-A Bill after the San Antonio City Council voted to block inclusion of the fast food restaurant at the San Antonio airport due to a long history of anti-LGBTQ donations. After members of the House LGBTQ Caucus successfully killed the bill in that chamber, 
State Senator Brian Hughes filed an amended version in the State Senate. Hughes contends that the bill doesn't contain, quote, an ounce of discrimination. But State Representative Celia Israel said on the floor of the House, it's been cloaked in religious freedom, but the genesis, the nexus of this bill is in hatred. And State Rep. Mary Gonzalez, who chairs the House LGBTQ Caucus, said the bill perpetuates the rhetoric that leads to discrimination, to hate, and ultimately bullying that leads to the consequence of people dying. The legislation was quickly passed in the Senate and sent to the House where the Austin Chronicle reports the bill was approved by a vote of 79 to 64. An amendment added to the bill in the House requires only one more vote in the Senate where it's expected to pass. Then, the legislation heads to the desk of Governor Greg Abbott, who has signaled he plans on signing the bill into law. He tweeted with a picture of Chick-fil-A food in front of him, So, what are the odds I'll sign the Chick-fil-A bill? I'll let you know after dinner. Mm. The Trump administration has made public its latest attack on the LGBTQ community, and specifically transgender individuals. The Department of Health and Human Services has announced a new proposed rule which makes it legal for healthcare providers to discriminate against transgender patients. It specifically defines an Obama-era policy and makes it less safe for transgender people to seek health care. Section 1557 of the Affordable Care Act prohibits discrimination in health care. It prohibits on the basis of race, color, national origin, sex, age, or disability. Since 2012, sex has been interpreted to include sexual orientation and gender identity. But under Health and Human Services' new rule, sex explicitly does not cover sexual orientation or gender identity. The policy also doubles down on giving health care providers the right to deny LGBTQ people based on religious and moral justifications. This was announced previously this month. The Donald Trump re-election campaign site has begun selling Rainbow Pride t-shirts with the message LGBT for Trump on the front. What isn't quite clear is, why? What sane gay person would buy and wear that? The shirts will cost you $24 and the respect of practically every queer person in America. That's all. The first full trailer for the upcoming Downton Abbey movie is here, and it features some same-sex lip-lock action. Last December, director Michael Engler told Entertainment Weekly that the film's storyline would focus on an event. He said, Life is settling into these new realities when this event happens at Downton that brings everyone together. The storyline has expanded the scale of it. It takes the things you love about Downton, the romance, the intrigue, the pageantry, and makes it bigger. In the new trailer, it's revealed that Lord and Lady Grantham will receive news of a royal visitation to Downton Abbey by none other than the King and Queen of England. The estate whirls into action preparing for the occasion, but Lady Mary feels the need to call in the heavy artillery, so she reaches out to retired butler Carson for help. Of course, Carson would never say no to Mary. He replies, I'll be there in the morning. Midway through the new trailer, 
it appears that sometime villain and butler Thomas Barrow, played by Robert James Collier, has found himself a boyfriend, and we glimpse him strolling with and then kissing a handsome young man. Yay for Thomas! And of course, it wouldn't be Downton Abbey without some witty repartee from the Dowager Countess of Grantham, played by Maggie Smith. Over its six seasons, the series won three Golden Globe Awards and 15 Primetime Emmy Awards, 69 Emmy nominations in total, making Downton Abbey the most nominated non-U.S. television show in the history of the Emmy Awards. The movie lands in theaters on September 12th internationally and in the United States on September 20th. Can't wait. And speaking of Golden Globe nominations, Billy Porter, nominated for FX's Pose and a Tony Award winner for Kinky Boots on Broadway, has teamed up with two-time Out Music Award winner Matt Zarley to record their take on the empowering 1995 Desiree hit, You Gotta Be. All of the proceeds from the single will benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center's Youth Center. Close friends for more than 30 years, the two artists had been looking to collaborate on a music project and found the message that love will save the day particularly resonant in these challenging times. Said Zarley, Billy and I are both passionate about all LGBT causes, particularly ones that involve our next generations. We wanted to help raise awareness for this invaluable organization and the work they do. It's incredibly important and is helping save the lives of the youngest and most vulnerable members of our community. A postscript to the music video shares the sobering fact that there are roughly 1.7 million homeless youth on the streets of the United States and a disproportionate 40% identify as LGBTQ. In Los Angeles alone, there are roughly 3,500 LGBTQ youth living on the streets. And speaking of community, that's exactly what's front and center in the music video for You Gotta Be. Zarley and Porter are joined by dozens of friends grooving, twirling, lip-syncing for their lives in solo and same-sex couplings. After ruling the red carpet during this past award season, Billy Porter is currently shooting season two of the acclaimed FX series Pose, set to return to the airwaves June 11th. Matt Zarley's latest project is an album titled The Estrogen Sessions, which pays tribute to some of pop music's most prolific female artists like Dolly Parton, Celine Dion, Sarah Bareilles, and Whitney Houston, featuring the songs they made famous, I Will Always Love You, That's the Way It Is, Gravity, and I Look to You are just a few of the tunes featured in the set. You can check out the music video for You Gotta Be, featuring Billy Porter and Matt Zarley, where else? On therandyreport.com. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you wouldn't mind sharing The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community. I'm going to close this episode of The Randy Report with Matt Zarley and Billy Porter's cover of You Gotta Be. My blogging buddy Larry over at theoutfront.com, make sure you check out his site, has declared the track the official song of summer 2019. 
I'm inclined to agree. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. Listen as your day unfold. Challenge what the future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Stand up and be counted. Don't be ashamed to cry. You gotta be, you gotta be bad. You gotta be bold. You gotta be wiser. your mother said read the books your father read try to solve those puzzles in your own sweet time some have more cash than you others take a different view Future holds. Try and keep your head up to the sky. Lovers, they may cause you tears. Go ahead, release your fears. Gotta stay together.
Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. We are the e-news of astrology. Today, we'll be diving into the cosmic guidance from the stars, celebrities, and entertainment lifestyle. Thanks for joining us, and let's see what the universe has in store. Hello to all of our radiant cosmic stars out there listening to us today. Welcome to Astro Kiki Radio. My name is Kyle Thomas. I'm a pop culture astrologer. We have an excellent show planned for you today with celebrities, astrological forecasts, and some really wonderful guests. Hey guys, Sam Davidson here, a pop culture junkie, red carpet reporter, and a celebrity aficionado. I'm super excited to talk about our stories this week and of course our two very, very special guests. Okay, They are an adorable couple, both actors, very big activists in the LGBTQ community. We have Jason Caceres. Hello, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And Christian Gabriel Lopez. Hello. Hi. You guys, they are so, so cute. I wish you could see them, honestly. (laughs) And you've probably seen them on your TV or even on the big screen at some point. So Jason is Cuban-American, and he has family in South Florida. Most recently, you've seen him playing Jimmy Bennett on Criminal Minds, and he's also appeared on Netflix's Insatiable and Kidding on Showtime. And Jason also plays Chase in the upcoming series Boy Culture. As far as Christian is concerned, he also has a lot of stuff going on. You can see him in his first leading role in the upcoming LGBT thriller called Crisis Hotline, and that's set to be released on June 11th of this year. He is an amazing actor, and I know that he's like going to be in a ton of stuff mm-hmm. that's going to be coming up, and Kyle's going to, of course, get into what we see going on for you guys as far as career, love, all of that in the future. You also had a video on BuzzFeed go totally viral, um, oh, yeah. which was really, really cool. So tell me a little bit about that video, because I find it really fascinating, and what inspired that? So that video was a very long um, process to actually even just get started shooting because they reached out to us with this idea of actually it started with um the wedding the wedding cake video they wanted to speak to us about because we're going to get married soon hopefully (laughs) um and they wanted to shoot a wedding cake opinion video because that whole uh fiasco was going on with the the company not wanting to bake a wedding cake for a gay couple so it started as that then it turned into uh well let's follow you guys around and talk about what it's like being a gay couple in today's, you know, public. Um, And we had said yes, and then I had an incident happen, and this has never happened to me in my life before. We grew up in Miami, Florida, which is a very openly gay-accepting community. We moved to Los Angeles, another very gay-tolerant city, for lack of a better word. And uh, that same week that we agreed to do the video... I came home from, I think, the gym or something. It was 8 o'clock. It was still kind of, like, bright, but not, like, super bright. <laughs> um, and I was wearing, like, I guess, short shorts and a tank top because I, I was at the gym. I was working out. Yeah. Um, and this man started following me all the way to my apartment, yelling out derogatory slurs. And I got so nervous, I couldn't even, like, unlock my phone. I'm like, oh, great. I'm about to get yeah. beaten up. I can't call Christian because my fingers aren't working because I'm so nervous. It was one of the, the first times I've ever seen Jason really, like, shaken. Like, he's usually just super, like, uber confident. And, like, that is the first time, like, I've ever seen, like, fear in him. 
Wow. And so basically you guys went around for a week, right? Mm -hmm. And showed PDA like many couples do. And, yeah. but that's very scary for gay couples. Yeah, we, it was, I was so terrified that we canceled the shoot. Yeah. And then after talking about it for weeks, Christian was like, we should do it for this very reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did because it. of Christian, yeah. I found the courage to do it and it was yeah. nerve wracking. Yeah. I honestly, when I was like, if we're afraid to do it, that probably means we should do it because mm-hmm. the voices that are keeping us from producing this content, from being as open as we are, is the same voice that's in millions of people's heads, and that's a voice that we have to put an end to. Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about all of the things you guys have accomplished and are going to accomplish very soon, but first we are having Kyle talk about our weekly forecast. Absolutely. So we have the sun in Gemini right now, so it's Gemini season for all of those wild and crazy fun girls and gals out there, girls <laughs> and guys, and, uh, but we also have a very big week ahead of us here. So the 31st is going to be a really, really spectacular day for everybody because we have Venus in a perfect angle with Saturn. So Venus rules love, money, you know, harmony, uh, art, and it's connecting to Saturn, which is all about longevity. And since they're in a really positive angle, this is going to be a great day for anybody that wants to commit in a relationship make long-term investments, or, you know, even find new love if you want to go out there and do that. So, you know, Sam, so definitely set up a date for Friday. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> I literally have a date for Friday. What? Yeah. Oh. I do. Yeah. You're I about actually, to get married. Oh, my God. Congratulations. <laughs> well, flower girl. Yes, of course. Well, so one, one thing, when we have really wonderful aspects, it imprints that energy on the relationship or in, in that contract or in that decision. So the fact that you're meeting this person there is a really a, a strong possibility that something is like really going to happen well with it. I have to, I still have to figure out if I'm going to ask somebody else. But <laughs> you know, I, I have a question to that. When you yeah. say um, finding love, does that necessarily mean in a partnership with a person? Or it could be maybe I go to a store and I happen to find like a crystal that energy really resigns with me or a piece of furniture that I really adore. Well, Venus does rule all things of beauty. Okay. So that would work too. Ooh. Yeah. So, but even, you know, plan something for the two of you guys that you want to do, because it's going to take your, your relationship to the next level, too. So, mm. yeah, so that's a really exciting time uh, for all of us. So, definitely mark that on your calendars. Go to a party, you know, do anything that's really going to enhance this really positive, long-term, romantic, and pleasurable energy for you. Uh, also, we have a new moon in Gemini on the 3rd. So a new moon is when a new beginning opens up in our lives. Kind of just imagine like a door is opening. So, you know, with it being a Gemini, this is a highly communicative time. We are all going to be really connecting with, you know, other people around us. The pace is going to speed up too. And, you know, we're really going to be concerned with how we communicate, you know, authentically from ourselves and, and, and how we can better leave an impression upon the world. So, you know, definitely in the days that follow that, you know, you try to plan something that you can do to, to write and express yourself, to, you know, get onto a podcast. You know, also studying is really great at this point in time, as well as short distance travel. So, like, if you want to go on, like, a quick trip, which... Which we are. Yeah. yeah. Like, Seriously? that's perfect yeah, for it. next week. Yeah. So, because anything that you start around a new moon, it's going to carry forward 
for an entire year. So that's why it's really important to use certain times to really, really, you know, take steps and actions in order to create a life of abundance. I talk about that a lot. You know, I, I think that it's important for people to have not just a little bit of love, but all of the love, and not just a little bit of money, but all of the money. And mm-hmm. if you use the right timing, it's actually going to really be, you know, lucrative or successful because you're using the right uh, focus of your energy ultimately, you know, rather than trying to like run up against a, a brick wall when the door isn't open. So, so yeah, so everyone, you know, keep in mind, you know, next next week is going to be really lovely with that. So that's our astrological forecast today. you got to find some investment potential. That's honestly <laughs> so exciting. A lot of that did like resonate, like what's stacking up on this particular week yeah. for us. Yeah. For me too. I mean, honestly, that's crazy. I have a lot of red carpet stuff that I just got approved for today for the coming week. I have mm-hmm. my date. So yeah, you know, guys, like we give you all of our information at the end. If any of this resonates with anybody that's listening, we'd love to hear your stories of um, how it ended up working out. So let us know. Next, we are going to jump into my personal specialty, which are the pop culture segments of the week. We have some great stories for you guys, so stay tuned. Hey guys, welcome back to Astro Kiki Radio, and we are going to be talking about some celeb gossip. We have some juicy stuff going on. First and foremost, one of my personal favorite actresses, Scarlett Johansson, she is engaged. <gasps> Yay! Did I know this? I didn't know. I didn't know this either, but I love her. Me Aww. too. I love her. And this is um she's engaged to someone I didn't even really realize they were together until recently. Colin Jost, who's on SNL as the Weekend Update, one of the Weekend Update hosts. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that at all. What a cute couple. How long have they even been dating? They've been dating for like two years. So they met um, in 2017, and they were showing major PDA at some big Hollywood party, and then slowly they started doing carpets together, and he was with her at the Avengers Endgame premiere, and they had really beautiful photo ops. Um, this would be her third marriage, so she was married to Ryan Reynolds, uh, if you guys remember correctly, which, I mean, they would have made some really beautiful babies, if you ask me. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. But she did end up getting married after Ryan to a man named, uh, let's see, Darek. A Roman Doric, and they had a baby named Rose, who is four years old now. So she is on to her next love and adventure. And Kyle has the astrological, you know, dates of everyone to kind of see what kind of match these two really are. Well, it's really interesting because I was going through all of these couples, and just on a, a very basic level, they're not supposed to be technically compatible. Yes, uh, that makes sense. She's on her third one. Yeah. Right? Third time's the charm, I guess. Right, yeah. right. Well, and the thing is, you know, every single sign can work with other signs. In friendship, in business, in love, it doesn't matter. But it's every relationship takes work and communication and, and putting in that effort. So you could be in the most, you know, harmonious relationship like a Taurus and a Capricorn or a Virgo or a Libra and Aquarius and uh, Gemini. You know, like it, it, any of them but still you're going to have to find ways to grow and challenge each other and, and, and really evolve. So looking at her specifically, Scarlett is a Sagittarius sun. She's also a Sagittarius rising, 
and she has a Scorpio moon. So she's very, very intense. She's got a lot of fire going on in her, you know, we can see that on screen, you know, she just kind of oozes this, you know, intensity. I think it's part of what makes her so watchable. She's just, she's super intense and she, I feel like she embodies every single role that she... She really does command that, like, attention when she's on screen. Bam. I mean, she was the only one, like, in the Avengers that didn't have, like, a super cool weapon or, like, a super cool power, but still everybody... She didn't need it. She was fabulous. Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Totally, totally. So, you know, looking at her, you know, with that energy, you know, I definitely think we're spot on with that. Colin, however, is a Virgo rising, a Cancer sun, and a Libra moon. So, in direct compatibility, there's nothing aligned between them. Wow. So, so yeah. It's so, not looking good, Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's interesting because it's like you think, like, you know, earth and water, they go together. You know, it's fire and air, they go together. But like I said, you can, you know, make things work. And also, you know, with me being, you know, pop culture professional astrologer, I do look at other aspects that are important in their chart. So, you know, just on a base level, let's, you know, with him being a Cancer, you know, and her being a Sagittarius, they, the way that they're connected in the chart is actually through intimacy and, and like an erotic energy. Uh, because that's in in the chart specifically how it falls for Scarlet, and then that makes perfect sense. Yeah. So are you saying that they probably have really good sex? <laughs> yeah, because honestly, that would be a great. She seems very mm-hmm. flexible. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Well, the thing that was the most, I, literally, like I, it took me like quite some time to figure out. I was like, why are they connected? Why is this happening? You know? And what I found out is that. Each of their Venuses is directly across the sky to their sun. So his Venus is at four degrees Gemini, but her sun is zero degrees Sagittarius. So they're directly 180 degrees apart, which when, when someone is 180 degrees apart from you or an energy is, it represents a completion. So it's like a yin and yang. Hmm. And so, yeah. Is Venus like representative of their... Love language, yeah, you know, okay. you know, their their interest in beauty, how they, you know, are expressing themselves in that that capacity, you know, specifically romantically and in, in, okay. in all of their love relationships. So then his uh, her Venus is at ten degrees Capricorn, and that's directly across from his Sun, which is seven degrees Cancer. So again, wow. they have the same, you know. So so just looking at that, you know, however. What this means is that, you know, it, let's say they just had one person have this situation. It would mean that they'd be, like, constantly caught in this, like, tug of war, and one person would eventually dominate. However, the thing about this that's really cool is that because they both balance each other that way, they're always dancing in their courtship consistently. So sounds hot. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say that's so beautiful. <laughs> it is like, beautiful. Sure, beautiful yeah. is another word. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I thought that was really, really interesting, and you know, it, it's gonna really work for them. You know, moving on though, Ryan Reynolds is a Virgo rising, which is just like Colin, and he's a Scorpio sun with a Scorpio moon. Then Romaine is a Scorpio rising with a Pisces sun and Aries moon. So one thing that I've just kind of pointed out here is that two of her partners have had had Virgo rising. So, you know, she's obviously very drawn to this energy. And the reason that happens is because her Venus is also in an Earth sign. Virgo's Earth, so is Capricorn. 
So when the angles are consistently aligned like that, that's why she has a soft spot in her heart for those who ground her and give her, you know, this stability. So that's really important to her, you know, cause, because she's a Sagittarius. She's, she's fiery. She's, you know, all over the place. Um, and then, yeah, so then the next thing is that she's also super connected to the water signs because since Venus is in an earth sign, they're compatible with the water signs as well. So that's that. So she's literally partnered with every single water sign. Colin's a Cancer, Ryan's a Scorpio, Romaine's a Pisces. So that is, that's why she's so drawn to that. Wow, girl yeah. has a type. I wonder if it's like coincidence or she's specifically like on the first date with right. the sign. Can you imagine she just pulls out like a moon chart? <laughs> so right. That's Kyle, so. <laughs> well, yeah, I cut through the bullcrap. Yeah. yeah. Well, I really actually, you know, going through, looking at the connection, I do like her connection best with Ryan uh, because they have the same moon sign. And when you have the same moon sign as someone, you can always, you know, kind of intuitively, intrinsically know where you're at and, and communicate. Um, and then also, you know, understand the the intensity or lack thereof of their emotions. So I wonder if we have the same moon sign. I don't know. Wow. Well, no we're gonna discover that very <laughs> soon. I'm excited about it. Well, we wish Scarlett nothing but the best and you know, I am not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan, I hate to say it. So I'm happy to see her like moving on with something interesting that could potentially work. And he's really, really funny. So okay. he's pretty hot, I think. Speaking of hot I think Adam Levine is very sexy. I always have, and I'm a little bit sad because our next story is that he's officially leaving The Voice, one of my favorite shows, and this has been a long time coming. So season 16 just wrapped. John Legend, it was his first season on the show, and his contestant won. Uh, Ryan, or Ryan, Adam Levine has only won three seasons out of all the 16. Usually Blake Shelton wins all the time and <laughs> he was apparently kind of getting a little bit like not very happy on the show they changed some rules with the contestants that he supposedly wasn't super cool with but apparently it all really started that he was thinking about moving on after his Super Bowl performance this year which did not go well mm. it did not no yes. it was kind of a bummer it, like why would you it was I think <laughs> You know, I felt bad. No one wanted to do the Super Bowl. Like, literally, I don't know if anyone remembers, like, nobody wanted to do the Super Bowl because yeah. of the political stuff going on. Yeah. And so Maroon 5 literally was their last option. Not a great leg to stand on. But, yeah, he officially announced uh, this past week that he was resigning. He might pop back in the show. <laughs> and him and Blake have a very, very cute on-screen, like, frenemy bromance thing going on. Adam wrote a really, really sweet Instagram post just basically showing his love for Blake, his love for the show. Says he could pop in on and off. You know, they have guest judges, things like that. But he also is an executive producer of a new NBC show that has to do with music called Songland. He has a scripted project at Universal. So this is seems he's like it's time. Fine. He's gonna yeah. be he's gonna be just fine. But I was interested to see what's going on in his chart because this is a huge change for him. He's done this for sixteen seasons. Yeah. Well, Adam is a Leo rising with a Pisces sun, and, you know, so with him being a Pisces sun, he's got a lot of creativity, he's, a lot of creativity, he's got a lot of emotions, you know, he really, you know, tries to express that. And then with him being a Leo rising, he loves to be the star. So obviously that makes sense, you know, we, we can look at that and see that pretty clearly. So looking at the very basic flow of the transits for his chart, I want to focus on the eclipses and how they are affecting him. So right now, 
we are in the pair of Cancer and Capricorn eclipses. So they usually go back and forth, kind of like leveling us up in a certain area of our life consistently to make a lot of progress. So an eclipse is a good thing, but well, it, not always. The thing is, eclipses are destiny in a way of looking at it. So it's like if you have a, an eclipse in your love sector, you're going to fall in love or you're going to be working and feeling very creative or, or, or you know, having a child. or that you know It's all in that kind of fertile zone okay. of your chart. So the eclipses for you right now, you are going to have a lot of focus on your um, career because that's where the eclipses are going for you for Jason. And so I love that. For you, yeah, there's a lot of mass media and communication for you. Okay. So it kind of makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Yeah, it really does make sense at the moment. Yeah, because because it's it, like I said, they 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 kind of go back and forth and and they balance. So for Sam, there's a lot of career energy that's going to be happening, but also you know, home-related energy, things like that, too. So, anyways, going back to specifically with Adam, you know, like I said, with the Cancer Capricorn eclipses, the way that they're going to actually affect him is that he's going to be seeing the need to uh, have a creative release because he's having a lot of these explosions in his art sector consistently happening, and that's going to continue. Also, they're falling in his realm of employment and his work in day-to-day routine. So this has been a consistent routine for him. That, as an eclipse, is shifting and changing and going to be leaving his life. So, you know, we can see that. You know, and, and kind of going back to eclipses, so, you know, a new moon solar eclipse is going to create a massive new, new beginning for us. But whereas a lunar eclipse is going to create a big culmination and an ending or, you know, allow you to evolve to the next level. So, you know, when we have these, these two, you know, back and forth eclipses throughout the year, He's, he's beginning and ending things in his creative sector and then also in his employment. So there's that. And then the last thing that I wanted to draw attention to, specifically for Adam, is that Jupiter is the planet of miracles and blessings, and it takes 12 years to go around the sun. So it, it, it blesses one area of our life and, and, you know, really opens massive doors for us, you know, during that period of time. Once every 12 years? Yes, but it, it, it hits a different area. So for you, next year is going to be your biggest year of your career for the last 12 years. Ooh. And for hey, you... I'm here for it. I'm ready. Yeah. For you, yeah. communication as well. Hmm. So, and right now it's in your in- income. Okay. And right now for you, it's in... All, now it's in media for you. So like okay. media, you know, broadcast, you know, publicity, all of those kinds well, of things. Well, here we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I love happening. it. Yeah. So, so anyway, going back to Jupiter specifically, so it's in Sagittarius. The way that it's affecting him is that this is his, his sector of fame and public recognition. With Jupiter being a retrograde and going backwards in the sky, it means that it's, it's returning that energy internally so that, you know, he can make space for himself to grow, so that he can, you know, reach new levels of success when it goes direct, which will, I think it's August 11th. I know it's, a, it's towards the end of summer here. So with it going backwards, he wants to change how the public is perceiving him. And then also for his rising sign, it is showing that he's doing a lot of internal growth about his personal creativity and art and assessing how he best can express himself. And these shifts will be continuing to affect him until fall. I love it. Well, you know, he definitely was struggling, I know, with how he was communicating and expressing himself. And I I know he didn't even want to give notes to the remaining contestants because he didn't have any in the finale this past season. So he was being a bit of a diva. Mm -hmm. But I think he Mm -hmm. needs to take a little bit of a siesta 
from that, and I think he's going to do great things. He just probably needs to just peel back a little I'm bit. I'm excited for Songland, though. It sounds super interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually went to a Songland event uh, a couple of weeks ago and got was at a panel with like all the judges and stuff. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a show uh, where songwriters get to go on and compete to write songs for big mm-hmm. stars like the Jonas Brothers and people like that. So That's it's cool. Yeah, it's definitely cool. I love the concept cool. also where like after every episode they release the song that they worked on together yeah. for that artist. So yeah. It's, it's definitely going to drive sales for that song. Absolutely. It is an amazing show. I've seen the first episode, so make sure to check that out. Maybe Adam will pop in on it from time to time. Oh, thank you. You know, it's a definite perk of the jab. So our last story of the week is Taylor Swift and her boyfriend, um, Joe Alwyn, I believe that's how you say his last name. They shared a rare romantic moment out in Europe. She's doing a press tour right now for her new album, her new single, and they a lot of her past relationships have been very public and they haven't worked out for her. So she's made sure to keep this one pretty private, even though Joe really is a rising star. Like he was in The Favorite this past year, uh, Boy Erased. He has been in a lot of, yeah, really, really fantastic stuff. So they were kind of spotted showing some PDA, and it was around the same time that a German journalist uh, asked Taylor, you know, now that you're going to be turning 30 this year, are you going to settle down? Is this mean, you know, that you're ready to have a family, blah, blah, blah? And she totally snapped back at them and said, you would not be asking a man this who was about to turn 30. So I'm not going to answer your question. That's That's true, Taylor. Yeah, that's so true. Yes, I love that. I love when when someone's like, I'm sorry, but no. (laughs) I feel like she's starting to like mature a lot more because she just said, um, she just released a statement saying that her next album was going to be more uh, politically inclined. Yes. And not so much, you know, about her private romantic life. So I'm excited to hear her views on current affairs. Yeah, and I mean, that's a big thing because a lot of the people that have supported Taylor are from the South and they have different not necessarily very liberal views, and she hasn't spoken out much about politics at all because people thought, I'm sure her representatives thought that it would maybe affect her followers and the Mm -hmm. money she's making because a lot of the people that like her also might be kind of conservative. So this is a huge just change beginning. She hasn't really uh, released when she's going to be releasing the album. You know, we have the first single. She's dropped a lot of Easter eggs about what the album title will be, and I, it's going to probably be around Christmas. I'm thinking that the album will come out officially, but I don't know. Kyle, let's look into what's going on with Taylor right now. Yes. So, Taylor Swift is a Capricorn rising with a Sagittarius sun and a Cancer moon. Joe, however, is a Pisces sun and a Taurus moon. I couldn't find his rising sign, so... Unfortunately, we can't look at that compatibility as well. However, you know, just looking at Taylor, you know, even though she is very fiery and she has all this, you know, creative and spontaneous energy, she has a lot of earth and water, too. So that really grounds her and and ties her down. And that's actually why I feel like they have a lot of synergy. And, you know, so we see that, you know, their moon signs are super compatible. We have her with a Cancer moon. She's very emotional. And then Joe, who's a Taurus moon, who is also very sensitive, but, but grounds her and, and allows her to feel safe and secure. And, and that's really important to both of those signs 
you know, as, as a moon sign, you know, that, that security is going to be really, really beautiful to them and allow them to really to grow and flourish together emotionally. Then, also, you know, looking at those signs love long-term energy, so that really, you know, resonates to both of them. And then, but my gut is saying that their, their rising signs probably have to be really compatible too, you know, because Taylor, you know, has a lot of, you know, intense and passionate flings that she's had in the past, you know, now with him being, you know, more grounded and more, you know, emotionally secure for her, it allows her to, to be rewarded that privacy and that, that really draws her in. I really do see that. So I'm anticipating that Joe has an earth or water rising sign because it calms her, soothes her, and brings her back down to earth. Oh, I love that. I feel like she deserves, like, a nice long-term boyfriend, you know. I also really appreciate that, like, she was keeping it out of, like, the, the media and stuff. Because I feel like every time she releases an album, everyone just rolls their eyes to the back of their head and, like, oh, another relationship thing. Mm-hmm. But her new song's kind of, like, a really fun, like, pump-up, like, yeah. good stuff. We forget yeah. also that, like, some of these artists, like, made it very, very young and grow up in the public eye and, like, art is kind of like a representation of our lives. So what else is she supposed to sing about when she's like a blossoming 20-something-year-old and mm-hmm. that's kind of like at the height of your, you know, yeah. romantic state, so... Totally. I'm a big Swifty. I <laughs> love Taylor Swift. I love her new song. I think the album is definitely going to be taking a lighter, less angry approach than Reputation did. And I mean, she's <laughs> she's even said that. So I can't wait to see what happens next. And I just kind of have a feeling that they might be, like, announcing some kind of engagement soon. I mean, they haven't been together, like, that long. It's been a year. But I just think that he is a very big part of her life. And she was hiding, not hiding him, but toning it down from what she's done before. So I think that he might be, like, popping up more Mm. often. And I can't wait to see that because he's also very attractive. I I haven't seen Mm -hmm. a picture of him. Neither have I. Uh, I'm trying to place him in boy race, and I don't. He he's blonde, uh, and just very in the favorite. If you guys saw that, he was the one that uh, was courting Emma Stone. Oh, okay, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, they make such a cute couple. I know they'd make beautiful babies. Well, we wish Taylor and Joe nothing but the best. I can't wait to see what they have coming up next. Before we get into our reading for our two guests, we of course have our celeb WTF. This is typically a pairing or situation in Hollywood that just seems random and unexpected, but it somehow works. This week, we're going to be talking about Blake Shelton and Gwen Stefani, because we were already talking about The Voice a little bit, and Gwen is replacing Adam on The Voice, and she's coming back, and I think this is going to be more than just like a one-off season like she had done before. So a little bit background about the two of them. They met while filming The Voice, and they were both going through divorces. She was divorcing her um, longtime husband, um, Gavin Rossdale, and he was going through a divorce with um, his ex, Miranda, uh, why am I blanking, Miranda Miranda Lambert, Lambert, of course, Miranda Lambert, who is a notorious itch bay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, (laughs) if you guys, yeah, I mean, that woman is actually insane. It was only a few months ago she got into some fight with a man and woman in Nashville at a restaurant and went mm-hmm. and, like, poured soup and salad or something all over some woman. But that's why her music is so good. She's, She's crazy. literally, like, the badass bee in country music. I mean, she is, and I love that, but I feel like 
Blake probably took some wear and tear um, through that. I'm not saying he was yeah. perfect. Absolutely. He seems like such a like, huge teddy bear, and she's like, claws yeah. out. I'll kill you. But um, <laughs> So him and Gwen met, and everyone's like, this is super random. Gwen is significantly older than him. And, I mean, you couldn't tell. She literally is a vampire. She looks freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's aged beautifully. And at first, you know, oh, is this just for publicity, for the voice, blah, blah, blah. But it wasn't. You know, they've been together now. They got together in 2014, and every year that's gone by, they just have been such big supporters of each other. They haven't rushed to the altar, which I like because I think that kind of just proves that, you know, they're the real deal. They're not doing this for publicity. And I love the little family they have together. And I can't because now this season on The Voice, this next season coming up, Everyone knows they're a couple. When they were on it together, it was kind of just like, Secret. yeah, everyone knew, but like everyone wasn't supposed to know. But now they do know, so I'm excited to kind of see what is going to happen live mm-hmm. on stage with them. Like they're probably going to be super cute and fun to watch. But I mean, she is a punk rock like goddess, mm-hmm. and he is a country heartthrob. So, Kyle, how did this? How did this work? Well, we have Blake Shelton is a Gemini sun with a Pisces moon, and Gwen Stefani is a Libra sun with a Cancer moon. So, you know, the thing that I really love about them specifically is that they're both, their sun signs are both air, so that obviously shows an affinity, and then their moon signs are both water, and that also shows an affinity. (laughs) And, yeah, so, and the thing that's cool about it is so, you know, because of the alignment in... The, the chart, they they rule love for each other because of that. It's a match made in heaven. So it really is really lovely. Yeah, <laughs> it's super, super cute. Um, interesting, though, Gavin is a Scorpio sun with Capricorn moon, and her moon, or their moon signs were opposite, so that could really show that there was a, a real emotional completion between the two. Um, but then we have... So their sun signs are very different, though, which can show that there's friction between them. So when, you know, Gwen wanted to play and, 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 and you know, express herself or, you know, be more spontaneous, Gavin wanted to take his time to do what he wants to do. Because well, when he's a, I, I love Scorpios, but you always make sure that you get what you want. You're Please. a liar. You do not love Scorpios. Kyle's just being nice. Is one of you, are one of you a Scorpio? Is that why? Yeah, Christian's oh. a Scorpio. Right. <laughs> Literally everyone in my life is a Scorpio. Yeah. My mom, Christian, yeah, honestly, my brother. Yeah, you can lay it on me. I get it. I hear it all the time, but like still. Oh my God, sorry, Kyle. Kyle's like <laughs> literally blushing. His face is like beat red. Yeah, Taurus. Aren't Tauruses and Scorpios like a good... Yeah, they are the house of partnership for each other in marriage, yeah. But that doesn't mean I have to marry a Scorpio. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's one of those things where, I mean, I feel like, and it's funny because I was like literally thinking about it this morning, I was like, I'm so glad it didn't work out with that piece of shit before. Yeah. Ooh, and story there. <laughs> me too. <laughs> like, ugh, just evil and manipulative and awful. Was and I just gave him yeah. everything that I possibly could. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but the thing is, not all Scorpios are awful. There are awful Tauruses. There are awful Capricorns. There are awful Libras. There, every sign can have their darker side. So, you know, I just think that Scorpios really do get in touch with their emotional energy and one of the things about them with them being ruled by Pluto, Pluto, which is the, the planet of death and, and rebirth and intensity, but also Mars of, of aggression and war and sex, 
you know, it gives you guys this, this really powerful energy that you just kind of embody. So You just described my mother. Oh, God. <laughs> I love so, it. Uh, yeah, but anyway, jumping, just to finish the story, so Miranda Lambert is also a Scorpio sun with Capricorn moon, which is exactly the same as Gavin, which I thought was really strange. So they're actually, the way that I see this is that both Gwen and, and Blake left partners that were <laughs> less domineering to have fun together. Aww. So, yeah, so, you know, she, you know, Miranda wanted to dominate the relationship, and he would, and Blake would feel frustrated and tied down and, 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 you know, just really kind of anxious throughout that. You know, the sex was very likely to be very hot, but that doesn't make their relationship. So I do think that that was an important thing to bring, a, bring attention to. And then looking ahead, Blake and Gwen do have a lot of really good vibes in the coming you know, days and years. Astrologically, Blake is blessed in marriage, commitment, and partnership until December. So even if they don't necessarily tie the knot, their relationship, because they're committed together, is going to go more smoothly, and, and, and you know they'll feel more blessings to each other. And then for Gwen, we're seeing really big eclipses in her career and home life, like you, Sam, because she's a Libra. Mm-hmm. And so that is actually going to be bringing a lot of her attention there. So, you know, this when, when, we, when we have an eclipse in, like, our home life, it's like people move, they move to a better place, or they, like, you know, have, um, or move in together, things like that. So that would be kind of energy that she will be seeking. I mean, I'm sure they live together, right? Well, you know, she's had a residency in Vegas recently. Uh, I'm not quite sure. It has to be over soon because there's no way she could do The Voice and have a residency in Vegas. She's one human being unless they made her like a clone or something. I was wondering about that. I was like, how is that possible? Yeah, so she, I do think they probably have a place together here in Los Angeles, but they're both always traveling all Mm -hmm. over the place and just seem extremely supportive. And Gavin, her ex, like did her dirty. He... He bangs a nanny that <gasps> literally that. looked like a clone of her. Oh, like, and the no. nanny, what? And the nanny though, like, purposely tried to look like her, and like her hair and her oh, clothes. And God. so that was, yeah, it There's was. A lot of issues. I'm gonna tell Miranda to pour some soup and salad on that one. Bitch, please. They probably fall in love with each other. I love that. I know. Seriously. Well, that wraps up our stories for the week, which brings us, of course, to talking to our celebrity guests and friends. And, you know, obviously we're going to talk about some partnership stuff because Mm -hmm. we want to know how compatible you guys are, which I'm sure that you are, and, like, what's going on career-wise. So let's get into it, Kyle. I'm excited. (laughs) So, unfortunately, we didn't get all of their details beforehand, so I'm only going to be able to do it on a very basic level today. Okay. Uh, when we're talking about, you know, your, your sun signs, so Aries and Scorpio. You don't happen to know your rising signs, though, right? No, I think someone told me once, but I definitely forgot. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, in the future, you know, like, literally just text it to me or something, and I'm happy to look into it for you. And How do you, you know, find out which one's your rising sign? Well, as, as I was saying before, so, you know, you need your exact date of birth, exact time of birth, and you need the exact place. It needs to be like eight. Um, yeah. See, that's the neither we asked our parents, and they're like, I don't know, My like six a.m. ish kind yeah. of. So it's like, well, this isn't gonna help. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it's the planets do move, you know, very, you know, by the literally by the the instant. And so, you know, the way that people always say is that, you know, the the instant that you're born, your soul comes in to your body, and it's where the sun was rising at that point in time. 
So I'm an Aries rising. So I'm fiery. I'm intense. I can be dramatic, and I'm aware of that. So sorry, Sam. You're yeah, definitely. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm also a, I'm a Taurus sun. So okay. I have you know really a lot of both both attributes. So you know, look it up someday. Give me the information. We'll we'll, we'll dive into that. So specifically with you know I guess I'm gonna I'll take you one at a time. So specifically, let's talk about career for both of you, I'm assuming? Sure. Okay. So... I love Aries. They're always like my... Because I'm a Libra, and I've learned this, so that's our... We're opposites, but that means we're similar in a lot of ways, too, because we're okay. the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. I don't know a lot about Zodiac, to be honest, so... That's why you're I, here. Yeah, exactly. We, we're going to be great friends, though. I know <laughs> a little bit about, like, Aries, just because, like, growing up, everybody's like, what's your sign? Oh, so you must be this or that, or whatever. And I'm like, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what Libra. Yeah. Is. We 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 match well together. We I do. love it. Mm-hmm. Let's have coffee. Yeah. <laughs> so, as I was talking about before with eclipses, these are points in destiny that I kind of imagine it like whatever you believe in, whether it's you know God or you know, angels or spirits or you know destiny, whatever it be. They, when you're born, they put certain landmarks in your life that you're going to have to cross in order to reach your highest evolution and, and serve your sole purpose that you're important. You're, you're, you're supposed to do in this lifetime. So right now, we are having eclipses for all Aries in their career sector. So you will see massive, massive shifts in relation to your career. The first one began on January 5th of this year. And it was a new moon solar eclipse. So you were launching new things. Could be could have been like project, you know, publicity campaign, changing the way that you want to be perceived by the public. Interesting. The next time is going to be July 16th. That's going to be a culminating moment in your career. Okay. So yeah, so take a take a big note of that. Um, July 16th. And then the next time is December 25th. So the the days that Christmas. follow Christmas <laughs> are going to be really big for all Aries. So, so definitely, you know, pay attention to that. I'm excited for that. That actually makes sense in Jan. I hired a publicist in January for the first time. Oh in my wow! Life. So that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's that's. I love that. That's and that's you using intrinsically the energy without even having to look at the stars. And and that's one thing that I always look at with people is seeing, you know, how in tune they are with the, with the flow of the universe and the rhythms that are going on. You know, whereas you know, if you're fighting it, then you're not using your energy and your time on Earth wisely, you know. So, okay. so really, you know, playing into the things that you need to to follow, I think, is important. So, as I was mentioning before, though, so Jupiter is a planet of good luck and good fortune. Right now, it's in your ninth house of publicity, television, media, film, all of that. And so you're going to have a lot of obvious, I mean, you're in the industry of Hollywood. So, you know, of course, that makes natural sense. But until December 3rd, you actually have more opportunity to make more progress and okay. to see more opportunities in the, these realms. And publicity, like I said, goes in there, too. So uh, I'm in Aries Rising, so I am experiencing that same energy, too. So, like, for instance, now we have a podcast. I am being printed in, you know, mainstream publications, like, every week, you know. All of that stuff that's happening is because Jupiter went there. So, it's so so nuts, because it's like, I can literally chart it, you know, look at these things. And so, 
So that's really, really crucial. Uh, but starting on December 3rd until throughout, I think it's like December 19th of 2020, that is going to be the highest uh, peak of achievement that you're going to have for 12 years. So you are going to have major success next year. You're going to be really, you know, creating a, a very large imprint on the world in your industry. So really be, be taking the time now to be building these projects and be building these things so that next year you can just blow everything away. Ooh. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah. I feel like I, I try to take every opportunity that's presented to me, so hopefully it's, it works out. Yeah, well, it will, because Jupiter's going there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Jupiter, come through. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Jupiter. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so then for you, my love, it, we're going to also talk about careers. My love well. now, let's just not remember the Scorpio thing he said a little earlier. Yes. <laughs> he said that they're, they're you know, yeah, I, I, I like Scorpio. He doesn't hate Scorpios. <laughs> he just, um, you know, should probably just have Scorpios as friends. Right, <laughs> right Kyle? That, that's, that's our issue. Just, yeah. So this is perfect. <laughs> yeah. like, right, right, right now. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so for you, for with you being a Scorpio, so your career achievement, you had a full moon actually eclipse. Uh, in this sector around January 20th of this year. So you probably had some sort of significant, you know, shift change. You may have left a project. You may have completed a project. You may have... What happened? Know. Tell us. Oh, actually, I can. Um, so that was the end of the holiday season. Um, and that was kind of the rock that started tumbling the mountain for me to, stop, to start quitting, to, to quit what was my nine to five, mm -hmm. um, which I just recently did. But I, it all, like, January was kind of that click where it was like, it's time to start, like, building myself and get ready. Wow. Yeah, I love it, I love it. So, you know, with that being a, a big culminating moment, the next is uh, going to be, there's a new moon in Leo on July 31st. So you need to lay your most important endeavors for the next year in the 10 days that follow that. So, you know, one thing that I'm always trying to, you know, teach people with astrology is that since you know that you have these certain windows in time, use them to your greatest ability. So, you know, try to go after a bigger agent or, you know, I mean, that doesn't have to necessarily be that. You could be pers perfectly yeah. happy with your well, agent and manager as it is now, but like, all, like build yeah. your fire because everything that you do then is, like I said, going to last for an entire year okay. and you won't have another opportunity to do again. It's funny because um, we were talking about today, was it July? It was July 31st. It was the 31st of June, right? Or, sorry, we are going to be in Miami at that time looking at wedding venues. So that's just a funny... Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. It's the best time. We've been yeah. engaged for like six years. Yeah, we've been engaged <laughs> for a while. So you guys, though, you knew each other back from your hometown of Miami. Yeah. And so how long have you been officially together together for? Seven years. Wow. Oh, that's amazing. It's adorable. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Also, so for with Jupiter for you, it's in your sector of income. Okay. So you have more opportunity now to amplify your income. You, it, you, you're going to probably make more money in the future but you need to lay the steps now. Okay. <coughs> so, for instance, when that was in this sector for me, I tripled my income. Oh, hey. Yeah. So that you know that was a couple of years ago, and that was very you know, it was a, it was a surprise, but I used the energy of the planets at the time. And then for you, it is going to like I said before, go into your 
house of communication. So you will be really focusing uh, next next year specifically, even starting in like December, in a realm of you know writing and communicating, and obviously acting is speech. You know, mm-hmm. so that is is really crucial to that uh, industry as well. So you know you're gonna you're gonna see more luck. Also, okay. if you're negotiating any contracts next year, they're gonna go in your favor. Okay. So that'll be really really good and. Yeah, negotiating one right now. Yeah, I am negotiating a few contracts right now. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's the big flow that I kind of I feel like just touching on the basics for you for those kinds of things. What about their partnership? Yeah. Like, I mean, I know that we don't have their, you know, other signs and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but typically, you know, like which one is air, sun, what like mm-hmm. how does all that work together with them? Well, like I said before, you know, every sign can work with work with every sign. It just takes time and effort and communication and and, and really investing into that. So, you know, you're you're both very fiery energies. So you clearly have, you know, this this dynamic that is going to be, you know, it could be very very passionate, very you know, especially when you're both you know focused on the same goals. If you know that you're on the same path together it's easier for you to be like, okay, well, we're going to take over the world together because you're both ruled by Mars. So that's the, that very big conquesting energy. You know, uh, air, the, the Aries energy is a fire sign, and then Scorpio energy is a water sign. So technically, they don't always work. But the thing about it is that I, I really do think that, like I said, every sign can work with every sign. You know, like, mm-hmm. I... It's highly unlikely that I'm going to date a Sagittarius as... as uh, a Taurus, but I might do it if it was the right person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I still, we, I would find a way because I care about that yeah. person. Yeah, and there are know? other there are other signs like you know we don't know like you're rising and all exactly. of that, right? So for all yeah. we know, they could actually be like perfectly legitimately, yeah, like, like across each other. Told me I was like a, a Gemini rising, but I don't want to get it wrong. Yeah, um, I would. I don't. I think I'm Sagittarius, but I heard the same thing once too. But I'm not. I'm not positive. Well, the funny thing, I mean. We don't know that for a fact right now, but if you're a Gemini rising and you're a Sagittarius rising, mm-hmm. those are the houses of partnership. Uh, so that uh, would that would allow you guys. I to wonder if we are. Yeah, that's other. so funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and, and, like I really do look at you know a lot of different factors because you know compatibility is very very complicated and and really you know understanding the different kinds of facets that are in a relationship. You know, like your love language, you know, could be mm-hmm. you know in perfect alignment, you know, and also your sex drive may be in perfect alignment. Maybe your sex drive isn't in perfect alignment, but you love each, love each other so much so that you work to communicate in a way that's going to make sure that your needs are fulfilled. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very complex web of looking at that. Mm-hmm. And so traditionally, Aries and Scorpios are very head-butting, is what you're saying? I would say that, yeah. So, I mean, Aries are definitely very stubborn and very, you know, opinionated, and so are Scorpio. absolutely are, yeah. <laughs> so, and, and the thing is, but the thing that I think is interesting about both of these signs, so it's funny because I was um, I was just talking, so there's this guy that I'm, like, kind of talking to, and Ooh. and he was saying how, like, Aries rising is, like, always right. And I'm like, yes, bitch, I am always right. So, like... <laughs> You know, but like take note, right? But you know, but the thing is, it's like one of those things too that like I mean, he's sweet, and I'm not gonna like you know just steamroll over him unless he wants to. <laughs> is this the guy we met yesterday? No. Okay, oh. so, someone else. Sorry, I yeah. can't keep up with Kyle's no, love it's, life. It's, um, 
Well, he, and it's funny because he just texted me right now. He's like, he's like, do you want to try poems with some strings? And I was just like, Ooh. interesting. No, we'll see. Yeah. Well, Set that date for Friday. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, he's actually gone. He's leaving. He's leaving on Thursday because he's going to be there beforehand. Hmm. Uh, well, then it's not meant to be. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the, for instance, with him, I mean, like, granted, I mean, we're not, we're not dating or anything right now. We're, I'm just, we're talking, and maybe we're just going to be friends. I don't know, but like. We have some sort of synergy. He's a Cancer rising and a Cancer moon, so he's super, super emotional. I'm but then doing my rising sign. I love it. <laughs> uh, but but then he so technically with my Aries rising, that's that that's that's water and fire. That doesn't necessarily work because you know if he and I were to ever you know collide, he would get very, very, very like upset and, and very emotional and sad where I where I would just be like I'm just being direct let's just get this done you know like let's do you know make a plan but then that's his exactly how I am <laughs> right like this is what it is let's just yeah what it is. yeah <laughs> and then for his uh but he's a Pisces son and I'm a Taurus son and so you know no matter what if we if we date I don't I don't know but 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 we do have a synergy and I, being a Taurus, am so attracted to his sensitivity because so many gay men just are not willing to be vulnerable, you know? So, yeah. anyways, yeah, so I don't know. Sorry, tangents on all of that, but. Well, sorry. Okay, I nice Googled to this hear. really, really, really quickly. I don't know if this is accurate, but it says yeah. I'm a Pisces rising. So I guess what time did you, did you use? I put 6 a.m. My mom will never figure it out. She's like, I don't know. It was a long process. You came out <laughs> at some point in the morning. Around yeah. six. I, You're like, that's not accurate. Don't well, I, I mean, the thing is, it's like, it's, I, <laughs> guesstimates are really, really hard for me because, because I do practice astrology really, yeah, you know, course. readily. So, you know, it literally by the minute could change your, your rising time. Oh. So, so that's why, you know, I mean, if you're at the very beginning of the, that degree of that sign, well, then you're, it's going to be a couple hours before it changes. Yeah. But still, it's. It's a little yeah. 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 So Well, like you said, Kyle, it it really depends on the people. You guys have been together for so long and yeah. um have something so special together. So it's always interesting kind of to see where it lies, but also there's always soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's 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 fun because um all the things that people say keep Pisces and Scorpios apart, I feel are very Aries. Aries, sorry. Yeah. Um, Aries and Scorpios apart is very much what keeps us together. We we don't butt heads a lot, but we do have this really great back and forth with each other and um, we always kind of we're not stubborn enough we're not so stubborn where it's like we're like, Oh no, no and it's a constant argument. A lot of times our little fun back and forth come to a mutual just like great time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. God, I'm so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, no. That's all right. But it's Friday. Friday. Yeah, you have a date on Friday. Oh, whatever. I don't know. Where's some um, vanilla extract on your your pulse point? Oh, really? Okay. Mm. Good to know. I have some of that when I cook from time to time. Um, what Bang, else? Bang, Mary, kill. Yeah, we or did you do it this week? Yeah. Okay, we're gonna play a game of Bang, Mary, kill. So Ooh, they're gonna yeah. be uh, three Gemini's because we are in Gemini season. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So our first is Richard Madden. You know who he is? I know. He's Rob Stark from Game of Thrones, and he is my dream man. Okay. So I 
We don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I, I don't need We're like her. literally the only two people on the planet. No, that probably, three over need, here. Okay, so Please. fun fact: I watched the first three seasons and I fell in love with Arya, but mm. then her storyline kind of died out with the third season and then came back, so I stopped watching it. And then I watched the last episode just to see what happened. You watched Game of Thrones? Why did you watch Game of Thrones? I binged like a bunch of seasons in like three days, but I wasn't really that invested. That's another thing that really keeps our relationship going strong is that we watch our separate shows away from each other. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Then, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's this see is this Richard hunk. And oh. I would. Oh yeah. He's totally oh, my type. Okay. Completely my type. Ten thousand percent. I've seen his picture floating around. Who does he play in Game of Thrones? Rob Stark. Okay, Rob Stark. Got it. Yeah, he was like one of my favorites. Okay. Uh, so then, so him, Chris Pratt or Johnny Depp. Ooh. Okay. Um. I'll go. I would like to kill Johnny Depp. <gasps> Sorry, I just never got it. And after some of that terrible things have come out about him, I'm just like, oh, I always yeah. knew he was not good news. So I'm going to kill him. I will marry Chris Pat Pratt, and then I will bang uh, Richard Madden. Yeah, that's, that's mine. Slurp. Mm. That's so funny. Because Slurp. I would, <laughs> like, going, when I... I graduated from theater school, and whenever anybody asked me who's your favorite actor, it was always Johnny Depp, because he's so transformational, and he's really good at what he does. So, yes. so I would marry Johnny Depp. Oh, honey, But we'd no, probably no. sleep in separate rooms, just because of yeah. everything else that has come out about him. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, Christian, I'd probably bang Chris Pratt. And then, uh, be, just because I don't know him, process of elimination, I'd kill Richard, Richard Madden? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Madden. I would kill Richard Madden as well, I apologize. <laughs> um, I would bang Johnny Depp, but it'll be um it'll be angry. Yes. Angry bang. It would be angry. Like I would be like I would be like, I'm doing this because like fuck you. Yeah. Sorry for cursing. I don't know. That's okay. The, the limits. And then Mary Chris Pack because I I just love a bit funny. Yeah. A nice teddy bear. What about you, Kyle? I because Richard Madden is just like literally perfection of my type. I'm like, ah, please. I would marry him, and I would definitely bang Chris Pratt, and then yeah, we would just kind of throw Johnny Depp off the cliff. Oh no, Ooh. poor Johnny. So huh. yeah, so that's that's our Gemini fever. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you guys so so much for joining us this week. It was such a pleasure to meet you and have you and learn more about you. Um. Where can everyone find you on social media, and do you have anything upcoming that you want to plug? So I am Jason S. Caceres uh, on all of my social medias, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, mm-hmm. Facebook. Literally every new app that comes out is just um, the first one to claim that username because no one else is going to do it for me. Mm-hmm. Never. Um, and I'm really excited about Boy Culture coming out. It's um, the, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the original 2006 film, Boy Culture of the same name. Um, it's kind of like an LGBT indie cult classic, if you will. So the series uh, is divided into six episodes, and it picks up 15 years after the movie ended. Mm-hmm. So the we still have the same two stars of the original film, uh, Derek Magyar and Daryl Stevens. Uh, however, I come in as the newcomer. In the original film, there was a, a boy named Joey. Uh, so I come in as Chase, who's kind of like taking over his spot. Um, and I'm really excited for that to come out. It's going through editing right now. They should be done in June and hopefully be out by the beginning of next, maybe December 25th. Ooh. I love it. Is that, is that when my career is supposed to take off? 
in the days following that, so in the beginning of the next you year. You hear that, really Alan Broca? <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? I'm totally going to send this to him. And Amazing. Like, Get it done. <laughs> right. <laughs> so with me, um, as you touched on earlier, I have a movie coming out next month, Crisis Hotline. I am super excited. It is my first time um, starring in a film, and it was just a mind-blowing experience. And I'm excited to tell the story that it tells. You know, it's it's an LGBT thriller and an LGBT, like a horror thriller. And it's really great that just the way it's filmed to me is different than any other LGBT film I've ever seen. And I'm just so excited for the world to see it. Amazing. He's fantastic. Yeah. And um, you can catch me at Christian Glam Lopez pretty much everywhere besides Twitter because they cut me off there. I'm Christian Glam Low. Um, yeah, I do, I do a lot of beauty, everything, so. Cool. Well, you guys can follow me, Sam Davidson, at SamD43 on Twitter and Instagram. And make sure also to follow us uh, on Instagram, Astro Kiki Radio, at Astro Kiki Radio. And Kyle? I am on Instagram at Mr. Kyle Thomas. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Astro Kiki Radio on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Astro Kiki Radio, and you can also check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. Make sure to join us next week, and don't forget, we are the only e-news of astrology. Thank you.